Hi, this is a look behind and rewind, and I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. You know that popular game, Where's Waldo? Or how about Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Well, my friends, it is my theory that games like these were probably designed by some clever gaming experts, perhaps with an ulterior motive, like tapping into our primeval instinct for wanderlust and obsession with traveling to faraway places. Now, on the surface, these games were a fun activity for kids. At the same time, they also helped youngsters by teaching them new skills, like finding a needle in a haystack, or geography. And boy, could we all use a better sense of geography. These games came about in the late 1980s, coincidentally, right before GPS was introduced in the 1990s. Oddly enough, once we had GPS, learning geography became less important, since all you had to do was ask your car to chart a course for, say, Washington Street in beautiful downtown Hoboken, New Jersey. It was easy. It was brainless. And once GPS caught on, we could throw away our old paper maps forever. <laughs> well, I've got a story for you today that predates GPS, believe it or not. It was the 1970s. And at the time, I happened to be working in Huntington, West Virginia, the famous center of the tri-state area that included West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. Well, the weekend was coming up, and I had some time to kill. I needed a getaway, a big adventure, to take my mind off work. So I got out my old trusty tri-state map, laid it out on the table, and began looking for nearby scenic attractions. I noticed a big body of water about an hour away, and I thought, hey, that looks interesting. It's a state park, and it has a big lake. On closer examination, I learned that there were rowboats and motorboats available. The last time I tried my hand at rowing, it was back in my old hometown in New Jersey, where there was a small pond at Warnanko Park. But by then, I felt that I had now outgrown rowboats and was itching to try something bigger, better, and faster. So the fact that I could go out and rent a small boat with an outboard motor really appealed to me. Well, about an hour later, I arrived at Greenbow Lake State Park in Kentucky. You know, I, I think we could use a little music here to set the stage. Something with a, a little flavor of Americana. Ah, that's it. Perfect. Well, there I was in Kentucky about to rent my first motorboat. The guy at the boathouse gave me a quick lesson on how to start the outboard motor. You pull the cord, see, and that's it. Nothing else? No other helpful hints or valuable wisdom? Nothing! Good luck, he said. And so I took off, piloting my boat into the middle of Greenbow Lake. Now one thing I hadn't realized was that this was primarily a fishing lake. And you know, fishermen they take their sport very seriously. And the second thing was, this particular outboard motor was a little bit finicky. Uh, no, make that a lot finicky. Within moments of going out into the middle of the lake, I had this sudden, uncontrollable fear that the motor would stall and that I would be stranded out in the middle of the lake forever, never to return again. So I made an executive decision. I would just keep the motor running and keep crisscrossing the lake as many times as needed to run out the hour that I had rented the boat for. I thought it was a good plan, 
So there I was, zipping back and forth across the lake, making a big racket. Enough noise to wake the dead, I tell you. If they had had zombies in that lake, I'm sure they would have been out in force by then, chasing me across the water. Even the Loch Ness Monster would have been out, raising a ruckus. Now remember what I said before about this being a fishing lake? Well, those very serious, dedicated fishermen did not appreciate having some city boy like myself buzzing back and forth across their lake. The god-awful noise I was making was hardly music to their ears. In fact, it was probably doing a darn good job of scaring the fish away. So these fishermen decided to let me know, in no uncertain terms, just how unhappy they were with my presence there, disturbing the peace for miles around. And so on one pass across the lake, I suddenly became aware of a whole barrage of beer bottles and cans being lobbed my way in an attempt to scare me off. Some of them actually landed in my boat, making quite a clatter. At that point, I finally realized the error of my ways. Here I was turning this otherwise peaceful lake into something resembling the track at the Indy 500, while these poor fishermen were about to string me up by the yard arm and gut me like a prized trout. So I decided it was time for plan B. I slowly guided the boat to the nearest shore, a deserted stretch of beach where I wouldn't be in anyone's way, and nobody would bother me. With a great deal of trepidation, I turned off the motor, desperately praying that I'd be able to start it up again later, and then decided to pass the remainder of my one-hour motorboat rental just laying back on the boat, getting a suntan, and enjoying the fresh country air. Well, one thing I learned that day was, don't mess with fishermen. Did you ever see the knives they carry to prepare their fresh catch? It would not have been a very good idea to be on the receiving end, that's for sure. Of course, getting bonked in the head by beer bottles and cans wasn't very appealing either. You may be wondering how this fishtail actually ended. Well, to my great relief, after much coaxing and praying, the outboard motor did start up again, getting me back to the dock as planned. Now, I have to confess, if it hadn't started up, there was a plan C. I probably would have towed the boat along the shore by hand all the way back to the boathouse. That would have made for a very long afternoon. Thankfully, due to the superior engineering technology of Mr. Evanrood, that maneuver was not necessary. But one other takeaway I had from my little adventure that day was, if you're ever going to play Where's Waldo, or to be more accurate, Where's Tom, a very smart move would have been to have left a message for someone, for anyone in fact, just letting them know about my whereabouts. Because you never know when some crazed Kentucky fisherman might get it in their heads to throw a net over some obnoxious outsider like me and make sure that he was never heard from again. You know that movie, Deliverance? I was that close to reliving it, all on my own. That'll teach me to be more careful next time I choose a weekend getaway. I don't think I'll be roaming around in Kentucky again anytime soon. Well, you've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen, and I'll see you next time.